Welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio with Linda Prater. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Each week with intriguing guests and topics, we'll bring you fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging a shift to new, healthier perspectives. Wise Health for Women Radio, helping women thrive. And now here's your host, Linda Prater. Morning and welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio. I'm Linda Crater, and we'll be talking today about something we all need to pay attention to, which is our wellness. Because if we do not pay attention to our wellness, we will instead be forced to focus on illness. And while we have all been through a lot of stress and strain in the last couple of years, especially we really aren't changing our behaviors that much. And in order to be your best healthy self, perhaps we'll go back down to the root causes. We all know about eating right, movement, exercise, um, having good friends, a good social system, spiritual something larger than we are. We've got those things down, but that doesn't seem to make us get off the couch anymore. So I'd like to introduce you today to Melissa Bunkers, nurse practitioner in wellness and root causes, functional medicine. And I'm really thrilled to talk with Melissa because we can talk about anything under the sun. And this is a topic that I think has gotten so little attention during a time where we need it the most. So Melissa, welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio. Thank you, Linda. I'm so excited to be here to chat with you today. I am really pleased because I I find that while people, everyone's talking about, let's just start with what I keep hearing from people. Mm -hmm. I'm stressed. I'm distracted. I can't focus. I feel lethargic. All words. I feel, I feel, I feel. And then when you say, okay, so... What are you doing? Even one thing, what are you doing for yourself? Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't have time for myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So, so take it from there because we can complain all we want, but unless we take some actions and it can be simple. And I'm a big believer in building upon small steps that get you up the stairway. Mm -hmm. So start where that, when you have a client come to you and says, just exactly that. I'm stressed. That is a huge umbrella term. Right. Delve into it. Yeah. So when, I mean, there's stress. I I teach my clients that stress doesn't necessarily just mean, um, you know, I had a stressful drive to the office today or uh, financial stress, things like that. But Um, physical, physiological stress. And those things come from the foods that we're eating or the foods that we're not eating, um, toxins in our environment, um, negative thoughts. And so when I start to work with a client, I really have to get to the bottom of, okay, what is stressing this person out? It might not just be that they, you know, are are busy every day, but there could also be, you know, some sort of underlying infection or inflammation, which is a big thing. So stress, when we think of stress, it's not just, um, you know, having a busy day. There are many things that, that, um, tax the body and we, we only have so much reserve for that. 
and kind of like you said, the, the basics of wellness, those things set you up to be resilient to stress. Um, but we really have to pay attention to our body and, um, you know, take a good, honest look at where our stressors are and, um, and, and what we can do about those things. Well, I think stressors mean different things to different people. I know you can even look at a family member and one can handle a, a great deal of stress with ease or what looks like ease, let's put it that way, just because it looks easy doesn't mean it isn't, but it, or is. But then some something small, I, I have a funny story. I have a friend who went on a vacation. First of all, vacation sounds fabulous to me. And, and then adopted a dog and brought the dog back and said, I'm just, I'm so stressed because we brought this dog back. And I thought, okay, but you were on vacation for two weeks in the Bahamas and you brought back a dog. Isn't that a joyful thing? Yeah. Yes, right. but it was stressful. Mm-hmm. And I and I laughed because there are first world problems and then there are, you know, serious illness issues and there's other things. I'm not minimizing what is stress to one person that isn't to another. But what I am saying is resilience seems to be diminished right now for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And kind of like you were saying, you know, when we were talking earlier, we missed a big opportunity to, um, to address this kind of in the, in the past couple of years, yes. you know, there are things that we, we can do to make our bodies more resilient and, mm-hmm. to, you know, our bodies are equipped to handle stress. That's how we've survived for thousands of years. Right. You know, we're getting to the point where our, you know, cultural norms and society were kind of out, um, out stressing ourselves. Um, and we really, we're really good at complicating our lives, aren't we? Yes. And we need to move back to the basics of, you know, uh, stress management and proper nutrition and eliminating, uh, toxins, um, to, to create overall wellness again. You know, it's, it's true. I think that we need to, well, I'm going to take away the word need. It would be best if you can take a look at yourself. I think so often we don't take that first step, which is, okay, what is bothering me? Is it that I'm, I'm, I'm having a relationship issue that's keeping me from sleeping? Am I communicating what I need to another person? Am I eating right or am I really doing the chunk of cheese and Doritos for dinner mm-hmm. for weeks on end? Right. Um, am I around a toxic person who I know isn't really good for me, but we work together and so it's hard to love them from afar. There are so many different things that contribute to our overall wellness and well-being that Don't you think that look inside is often, I mean, you're asking the questions usually of your clients, but I I think that people are reluctant to look inside sometimes. Absolutely. And I think they're, they're afraid of what they're going to find. They're afraid of um, the, the choices that they, I mean, they know they'll probably have to make. And this is where I say that um, reducing stress and managing stress, this is the part that it takes a lot of courage. It Mm -hmm. takes to come to terms with the fact that 
your job is just running you into the ground and you need to make a career change Mm -hmm. or that you need to end a certain relationship. And so all of that, that takes courage and it absolutely takes, um, you know, looking inward and um, just being insightful, which is very hard to do sometimes in our day-to-day lives. We are so busy and don't often um, take the time to ask ourselves, what do I really need and what is no longer serving me and what do I need to be doing differently? I agree with you. And I also think that uh, in the last couple of years with the vicarious trauma of being at home or losing jobs or having uncertainty, all of which contribute to feeling distracted and unrestful. It, it really is one of those things that I, I'm a write. I, I write. Uh, mm-hmm. I will sit and I will write it down and go, okay, I've, I'm, I'm feeling really frustrated. All right. Is, what is the frustration? Uh, and then you break it down into sub-emotions. Well, I'm frustrated that I can't sleep well. Okay, well, why can't I sleep well? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm doing this, this, and this. And then you start to recognize that there are patterns and maybe you can cut out one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. So maybe head to bed a little early, cut out your screen time a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many small things we can do because our environment is so chaotic. Yes. It is It is so chaotic. And I, I believe that social media has created a monster Mm -hmm. And we are addicted in many ways to it. I'm one that does not have trouble turning off her phone, but -hmm. there are many that do Mm -hmm. uh, or who cannot go to bed without a fix of Facebook. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these small changes that you're talking about, they can add up to, and they do. I see it all the time. These small changes add up to big, big results. And so, you know, sometimes people think, oh, you know, taking a break from social media, what good is that going to do for me? <laughs> well, you know, give it a try because it absolutely, it will surprise you at how um, less scattered you feel and how, right. you know, more present you feel. And you don't even realize how many triggering things you can you come across on social media. Um, and so I've had a lot of clients who have done a little social media break and they come back and tell me, gosh, I didn't even realize how much that was affecting me um, negatively. Isn't taking care of yourself a priority right now since you take care of all of the others? Taking care of yourself is a priority since you take care of others. I am so pleased to announce today that Ritual is a sponsor of our show. Ritual is a company devoted to creating effective supplements that fill the gaps in our daily diets. We don't always eat right, or at least I don't. I have been very happy with Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support, which really helps our immune systems. They are also unusual in that they emphasize their product value and effectiveness by investing in gold standard university-led clinical trials to validate the impact. And the results have shown an increase in vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. This additional commitment truly demonstrates the company's high standards and transparency. 
They also, in addition to the 18 plus multivitamin, have a new formulation called Symbiotic Plus, which is a three-in-one clinical study, prebiotic, probiotic, and postbiotic to support a balanced gut biome. And bundles are a great way to try it. So creating new rituals, get that play on words, Ritual is the name of the company, and creating a new ritual for health is very important. We're all busy, and I knew that I needed to boost my essential diet caps. And it takes fewer capsules because they're so complete in what they offer. I'm taking better care of myself, and we're all busy. This amazing multivitamin combination is vegan, non-GMO, and USP verified with no artificial colors. Right now, our listeners will receive 10% your first three months and 10% off for your first three months. You visit ritual.com forward slash wise. That's ritual, R-I-T-U-A-L.com forward slash wise and turn your healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com forward slash wise. And that's just one example. I'll give you another example. Years ago, I did a video on um, multitasking is a myth Mm -hmm. because our brains work best when we're focused on one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. And yet it's really rare to talk to someone if they don't have a phone in their hand, they're getting a notification, they're tapping at a message, and then they're like, I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm really listening. Mm -hmm. And A, it doesn't show your focus on them. Uh, you don't feel heard. So that, that puts a little break in the relationship. And your mind is scattered. And the studies are now showing that all this multitasking is creating short-term memory issues mm-hmm. and that we are really not focused. Now, I came about this knowledge by working with veterans who have traumatic brain injury. And one of the first things they tell you is, Stop the screen time, truly rest your brain, and then work on one task at a time. Well, that should tell us something. We're almost, we're not giving ourselves traumatic brain injury, obviously, but we are not helping ourselves by making our brain go in 12 directions at once. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. And that, that is a stressor on the body when we talk about stress. Um, our, our body reacts. So, you know, my specialty is in hormones and mm-hmm. you don't have to go all the way there, but the, the in input that we have from, from our brain that will direct that directly affects hormones and hormone balance, starting with cortisol. So yes. if we are consuming things, um, very rapidly and multitasking, um, and never really, you know, failing to be present in our lives, uh, that input constantly um, is really how a lot of us live. Um, constant scattered input set signals, a, a, it signals to our body that we are in fight or flight mode. And that really sends off a whole different biochemical reaction in the body. So if our cortisol levels are, are persistently high, that leads to things like high blood sugar, high blood pressure, low thyroid function. And that's where we get into things like fatigue and inflammation. Um, and so it's, you know, I could talk about all the science stuff all day long, but it's just people need to realize that it's, it's, um, it affects your body on a deep, deep level. And, you know, 
we are not meant to be in this fight or flight mode 24 seven. And so giving yourself a break from that is, is crucial to not just your brain function, but your overall wellness in, in so many ways. Well, and cortisol is known as the stress hormone. Mm-hmm. And it also in high levels can cause weight gain, which makes women really, really happy yeah. when they gain weight right around the middle, super healthy. Um, and it, it, it's hard to combat that. Many people will say, well, I have high cortisol levels. That's why I'm having a problem. But they won't take a look at what, what can I do to lower my cortisol levels? So when you're faced with someone who says to you, okay, I've, I've got the labs, I can prove it. Now, what do I do? Yeah. So you mean if they prove that their cortisol levels are high? Yes. Yeah. So that's where I really encourage them. You know, I spend a lot of one-on-one time with my clients and that's where I feel like traditional medicine fails, um, Mm -hmm. fails people a lot of times. So I sit down and, and dig in with them. You know, um, there's a lot of different activities and exercises we do, but just listing out your your day-to-day activities and, and where are you getting fulfillment? Do you schedule in anything in your day that brings you joy and pleasure and things that you do just because you genuinely want to do them? Or is your day filled with things that you just have to do and you feel like everything's a chore? Um, so really scheduling in joy is a, a, a place to start because a lot of us aren't doing that anymore. Um. <laughs> Joy seems hard to find sometimes. And, and yet it is there. Mm-hmm. If we look for those little tiny moments, um, I, I just posted this morning, you know, where is your inner child? Because we do have inner, inner children. And I laugh because I think men are much better at that. You can always see the little boy inside the man. It's hard sometimes to see the woman, the girl inside the woman. But what feels better than just laughing at something silly that you did? I mean, I'm, I guess I'm just ex- exceptionally silly because I'm, I amuse very easily. And I... No one ever has trouble finding where <laughs> where I'm hiding my inner child. She's right out there. And and yet I think even, you know, I sleep better if I talk with someone and we have a laugh together an hour before I go to bed or I watch something amusing. I I feel better and I and I sleep better. It it can be that small. Mhm. Absolutely laughing, joy, pleasure, all of that will, will lower cortisol levels. And we mm-hmm. all, all need more of those types of breaks in our, in our everyday lives. We do. And, and we can schedule them, mm-hmm. but I think sometimes if you, all you do is, uh, make yourself aware that just look out the window, you'll see animals being absolutely silly. We all make fun of squirrels, mm-hmm. but squirrels have a marvelous time. Mm-hmm. they're out there zipping around being crazy and y- you find yourself amused. Many of us have pets and finding those moments where a cat has a zoomie or the, the dog is just having antics because wants what you're eating right now. Mm-hmm. There are small things that can really add up to some joyful, humorous, silly moments. And I think sometimes as a woman, you start to think you can't be silly anymore. 
Well, I veto that. And I say, please be silly because it makes you you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, it, it definitely helps, especially in the perimenopause years, can help bring hormones back into balance and just this um, this overall balance in the, in the body. So, yes, joy, laughter, it's all so, so important. And we all you know, need to take a little more time to pay attention and, and um, have more moments like that. I think so. And I, I think physiological stress, the other thing about tuning in is that mind-body connection. So if you are experiencing stress, do you notice when your shoulders crunch up to your ears? Uh, I get that famous eye twitch when I'm really overstressed. Mm -hmm. And there are just certain things that we start to notice if we tune in. And those are your calls to be still or go to nature. I firmly believe in grounding and getting outside and listening oh, yeah. to the natural sounds and not talking on the phone or looking at your phone as you're walking. Mm -hmm. I, I, and it, it really does work. Absolutely. And, you know, tuning into your body. So a lot of us think that these symptoms like a headache or, you know, stomach problems, those are just annoying things that, you know, we've kind of been trained to just slap a bandaid on them and mm -hmm. move along. And we've just become so out of tune with our body because we just, we just want that symptom to go away real quick. So we'll just take a quick aspirin or, or whatever it may be. But those are, I always say symptoms are a gift. They, your body is mm -hmm. telling what it, what it needs and what you should start to pay attention to. And I think people have just gotten away from, it's amazing how, you know, sometimes people are so out of tune with their body because we've sort of been trained um, to, to just want to slap a bandaid on it and, and call our body broken in some way, instead of listening to it as a, as a, a sign that, you know, there's something here that we should pay attention to. I agree with you. And I, I think the other thing is that uh, when we were isolated in some ways, we really lost some support system. We could not <laughs> attend church. We could not uh, meet with friends and family on holidays in, in some cases. There were times you could be outdoors. And I, I, I think that in some cases, the fears that people experienced, realistic fears in the beginning when we didn't know much of anything, mm -hmm. I think sometimes those fears have hung on because some people feel very good with a lot of tight structure. Mm -hmm. Tell me what to do. Tell me what not to do. And I like that. Wait a minute. I, I don't know that I want to be all free to make my own choices because what if I make the wrong one? Right. Right. And I think, um, you know, living in this fear, it's another, another way that, uh, you know, feeling like your body is broken. That's, that's a fear. Whereas I really, when I work with clients, I really empower them mm -hmm. to step out of that fear to take control of their health. And just like we've been talking about with these small steps, they start to see, you know, a, you know, small wins that add up to big results. And mm -hmm. then they start to feel more and more empowered. And I really think over the past couple of years, we missed our opportunity to say, look, everybody, you are in control of your health and you don't have to live in fear. There are things you can do to protect yourself from, right. from illness. And, you know, these are the things you can do. And so, um, yeah, absolutely. I think we, 
we instilled a lot of fear into people and, and, and instead we should have been empowering to, to take control of your health and, um, you know, the body wants to be healthy. You just have to listen to it and have the proper, you know, not every, not everyone's a healthcare professional. And so that's why you really need to find somebody who is willing to take that time to educate and guide you to help you know exactly what your unique body needs. I agree entirely. And I, I think also that we, we accepted that, well, first of all, my company's name is Wise Health. So I have been trying for years to instill habits of body, mind, and spirit, um, being aware of mm -hmm. your behaviors. And that goes, too, for the people you surround yourself with. You mentioned earlier negative thoughts. And I can't tell you how many times I've shared automatic negative thoughts or ants um, yeah. because people really get into habits and default habits that everything is negative. Everything is scary. Everything. It's an all or nothing thing. Mm -hmm. And so going back to nuance and remembering the words you choose, the people that you're around, the books you read, the everything that's around you affects your wellness in one way or another. And we have choices to make. I once said to a friend of mine, I, I, I'm sorry, but I, I really find that when I'm around you, you are very stressed. Mm -hmm. And that stress is raising my anxiety level. Mm -hmm. And so I, I need to take a small break from our talking about these things. Or, or we can, as long as we talk about different things, that's great. I said, but I don't even know if you're aware of the pattern that your fears are now causing anxiety in others. And wow. I'm one of them. Now, I, I'm going to set a boundary here, but not everybody is aware enough, or uh, it's not an easy thing to do, let's face it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and not everyone has a great enough friend that will, you know, be uh, <laughs> that upfront with them. So I applaud you for, for doing that because, yes, absolutely, it takes – sometimes it takes someone from – you know, the outside or, you know, someone close to us to, to give us kind of that wake up call. Um, and so I think it's patterns. Mm -hmm. I think we get into default patterns that we don't even see. Yeah. And so if you're in a self-sabotage pattern, mm -hmm. if, if you're a good friend, you'll say, that's interesting. That's, it didn't that happen to you? you know, whatever time it was, mm -hmm. uh, six months ago. Um, mm -hmm. There are gentle ways to talk about these things. I would want someone to talk to me and say, you know, you are talking in a way that I've not heard you speak before. Mm -hmm. um, you're usually so upbeat. What's really bothering you? And that's where naming the emotions and writing them down or talking to someone um, the, again, the emotions affect the body and mm -hmm. sometimes you don't even know about it. So if, if you're really, your body is sore and hurting, mm -hmm. how's your head? Absolutely. Um, and this too is where, you know, pa our past traumas come into play as well. Right. That's how we get into these, um, 
the, these patterns of thinking because everything, you know, our past kind of shapes, it shapes the way we see the world. And so, and in my experience, a lot of my clients are very successful when they, when they, um, mental health therapy, it just, there's still a stigma around that. And yes. but it, it's so, so beneficial to, and I'll tell people to, you know, you might not think you have much to unpack, but we're stuck here and there's just something. And so I would suggest just going to talk to someone and, and see what comes up because a lot of times, um, they will find things. Well, I think we all have things we could improve upon. We all have things that we get stuck on. We all have things that are defaults. And um, I'm always really excited when I discover, wait a minute, why are you pondering that or ruminating on that? Mm -hmm. And once you recognize that you're spiral thinking, I I've never known a spiral thought, a rumination, a overthinking to go positive. Right. They, always, yeah. they always go negative. And mm -hmm. so identifying it and then breaking the cycle of the Archimedes circle that's taking you down mm -hmm. is really a good skill, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, that is like just what you called it. It's a skill being able to pull yourself out of that kind of that downward spiral. And a lot of us don't have never been taught how to do that. And so that's another, uh, you know, mental health therapy is, is really good for that as well. So just teach us some new coping skills, some new mechanisms for, um, for, for questioning our current ways of thinking. Perfect. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. Help me, TogiNet. You're my only hope. I want to start a podcast, but I simply don't have time. How do I take care of the details? Editing? Contacting guests? Where do I put it so that people can listen in? Fear not. The podcasting wizards here at TogiNet can take care of all of the details because we provide full-service podcasting for all of our hosts so that you can focus on your message. We even build you a webpage that you can edit, and we send your podcast out to Spotify and iTunes so that your message is easy to find. Wow, you can do all of that? You've magically cured my anxiety. Where do I sign up? You can find all of our packages on our website, toginet.com. That's T-O-G-I-N-E-T.com. If you would like to talk to one of us, call us at 903-787-5880 or email us at staff at toginetradio.com. Congratulations on getting your book published. The effort you put into your work is truly commendable. But what's next? What will happen to all the knowledge you have worked so hard to acquire to produce your book? Here at TogiNet Radio, we can provide you a platform to keep your knowledge working for you through the power of podcast. The subjects our podcasts cover are as varied as the grains of sand on a beach. From life coaching, to military resources, to business success, even to the paranormal. We have a place for everyone. To get started on your next step, call Scott at 903-787-5880 or email him at scott at toginetradio.com. That's S-C-O-T-T -T at 
T-O-G-I-N-E-T-R-A-D-I-O.com. Welcome back. I'm here with Melissa Bunkers, and we're talking still about wellness and some of the things that we may not be so aware of until we take notice and sit still for a second and take a look at our patterns, our mind-body connection, where are we feeling any stress. And on the break, we were talking about the fact that there's a hot-button word these days that I know that I would like to learn more about, and I, I presume some of our listeners would as well, and that word is inflammation. Because you hear the word inflammation, mostly you think of joints, but inflammation can go throughout the body, it can cause a lot of issues with the body, and let's talk about a couple of those and what you would recommend to reduce inflammation, mm -hmm. and, and where do you go with it? So take it away. Yeah. So first of all, you know, I have a lot of people say, well, what is inflammation? We, you know, they hear this buzzword. And so I explain it like this. So inflammation is your body's reaction to an illness or a, an injury of some sort. And that's a good thing. We need that to mm -hmm. repair, but it becomes a problem when our body is just stuck in this mode of constantly being inflamed. And that can happen for a variety of reasons. The three big ones being stress, which we've talked a lot about, um, our poor food choices, and then toxins in the environment. Mm. It's, um, all of these things, they create insults on the body. And you know, there's so much under this umbrella of stress and poor food and toxins that we're encountering every single day that we're just constantly living in this environment that our, our body perceives as a threat. And so it's mm -hmm. constantly having to repair itself from these insults. And so, you know, when someone comes to me and they, you know, the symptoms of inflammation can be anything from generally feeling puffy and, and joint pain, headaches, anxiety, gut issues, hormonal imbalances, um, you know, this widespread inflammation, it, it absolutely affects our entire, um, our entire body and every single system. And a lot of it starts in the gut. So when we, when we eat things, our, our food these days has been so heavily sprayed and processed. Um, our, our immune system, about two thirds of it lives right along our gut lining. And so, and that's a great place for it because, you know, our body wants to protect us from any bad things and quote, you know, mm -hmm. bad things that are coming down the pipe, so to speak. And so it's always surveying things that are, that we're eating and drinking. And so if, if we're eating things all the time with chemicals and processed sugars and, um, food additives, that immune system is going to be constantly reacting because that immune system lives right there in the gut. And that creates inflammation because the body is sounding its alarm saying, Hey, is, is this food? What this looks foreign, we're going to attack it. Um, and so that, yes, that sometimes leads to gut issues, but more often than not, it's, it's more widespread brain fog, headaches, joint mm. 
things like that. So food choices are absolutely crucial. Um, sugar is one thing that will lead to a lot of inflammation by increasing blood sugar, of course. So then the hormone insulin is out and the higher the insulin, the more oxidative stress uh, that- I call it rusting. Yes, yes, that's a, that's a great way to put it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's this rusting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, well, I love it because I don't want to rust. So right. it makes me pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's a great term. Because um, we all we all can picture what that is like, right? So that's mm -hmm. happening inside our body, this, this um, damage from things like high blood sugar. And so it's, it's multifaceted and we could talk in kind of circles, honestly, because of how everything in the body's connected, but food choices are one big way that we're creating a lot of inflammation in the body. Um, gluten is a big topic these days because, um, it's the protein in wheat that, um, that so many people are sensitive to. And so I find a lot of times that if you at least some people need to fully eliminate gluten. Others can drastically just reduce their intake and naturally just watch their inflammation subside. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a that's a big one. Um, gluten and dairy are two big ones, and it, it's not always dairy itself, but the the added um, things that they they put in the dairy. So the hormones and the or the antibiotics, things like that. The heavily processed dairy is an issue for a lot of people. Um, it's so, so interesting because the closer to the way God made it is the healthiest for us. Absolutely. And yet that's hard to get to market yeah. or very expensive, mm -hmm. um, or the organic thing. And then there's the food supply chain right now that is somewhat broken. Um, there is the ease of fast food, which is seldom good for you. You know, a treat here once in a while, okay, but I, I will be very honest, I don't recall the last time I went to fast food. No. Nope. I'm the person that will pack a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to go to a convention so I won't eat mm -hmm. <laughs> what yeah. I shouldn't eat. I mean, Absolutely. I know that sounds silly, but it's, it, I just don't like the way I feel when I eat the wrong things. Yeah, that's that's so true. So when when someone is stuck kind of in an, an old pattern of of eating so many processed foods, um, fast food, mm -hmm. things like that, they they don't even realize how poorly they feel. And I see this time and time again. People will come to me and say, I just, you know, generally feel inflamed and fatigued and and then they don't even realize that it's it's the food that they're eating. Once they make that change, it's like they do, they don't even realize that it's how good they can feel when they mm -hmm. give their body proper nutrition and the proper fuel. Um, and it's almost like you have to be in today's society. You have to be weird. I mean, you. <laughs> Thank a, you. You have to be. I mean, you bringing a peanut butter and jelly sandwich when everyone else is eating McDonald's, like you're going to be seen as the weird one. But yet. Well, you're right. My daughter once called me from a business trip. She's a consultant. She goes, "Mom, do you know how healthy we eat?" And I said, "I I do." I said, "Why are you bringing this up?" And she was in her 20s and she said, because they're making fun of me because I won't eat the airport food. 
And I said, well, that just means you're eating right and they're eating the junk. And, and that's their choice and it's your choice. But don't be embarrassed that you're eating healthy things. Right. Right. And it, that's another where it just it takes courage to to be that weird one. Um, and it, it's also a lot of a lack of education. This is where a traditional medical world has failed us, too. Mm -hmm. There's just so we, we don't people growing up grow up knowing nothing but fast food. And so we can't expect anything more of them when they're adults, you know, so it's just education. That's kind of one of my missions is to educate um, women to be able to educate their children and they can educate their children. Um, it, it just all, a lot of it starts with education. Well, the funny part is my mother who never went to college was mm -hmm. the one who started us eating so healthy. So I just kept that going. Yeah. And my daughter kept it going. So I was so fortunate to be in a family where portion control, healthy vegetables, fruits, moder everything in moderation. Um, not a we never had soda. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I was the wacky mom that you could only have soda on Saturdays. And then it had to be root beer, something that didn't have caffeine in it. Uh-huh. Um, and you're right, it was, a, it was a little odd, but my children turned out just fine because mm -hmm. of it, and mm -hmm. they're passing it on to their children. But I do think that it's part of its convenience, part of it is it's right around the corner, part of it is cost. Yes. And, you know, when you can get a whole big, huge bag of fast food for a couple of dollars, mm -hmm. I, I will venture to say, though, because I've done experiments, where if you buy one of those rotisserie chickens, you can eat for a week for yeah. one person off a rotisserie chicken, using it in various different ways into mm -hmm. soups and dinners and with vegetables and mm -hmm. um, all sorts of things. So cost is not really the, the thing to fight against as much as knowing how to prepare food. Some yeah. of us also prepare food on Sundays. That would be me. Mm -hmm. I prefer food for the week, so at least I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing leftovers or prepared food, because if I don't, the weeks I don't, I regret it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, in our stressful, busy lives, if we, if we don't have some sort of healthy food prepared, then yes, it, it's absolutely just too convenient to, to stop by the, the fast food you know, restaurant on the way home. So oh, no, no, it's worse than that. I just grabbed the chunk of cheese and the pretzels that are in the pantry. Yeah. So I don't even need to stop anywhere because right. you do keep some treats in your house, but it means I didn't eat a wholesome meal that night. Yeah. And if you look at societies that are generally healthy and slim, they don't snack. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they rarely snack. They eat, you know, sit down meals. They don't eat them on the run. Mm -hmm. And so some of the habits, I remember learning a fact that what separates, uh, what's it called, National Honor Society kids from those who are not, mm -hmm. is that they eat dinner at the table. Really? Oh, four times a week. Yeah. Yeah. But I that makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it sure does. Um yeah, that's where we are able to pass down that that information about about food and slowing down to eat our food and, and giving our body that nourishment in every possible way.
and making it a social time to catch mm -hmm. up with one another. I think families mm -hmm. are so fragmented and the children are so overscheduled, mm -hmm. which seems to be the way of the world. And you can't fight that if you want your child to be, you know, quote, well-rounded and all those things. But we are, we are missing out on even the 20 minutes it takes to eat. And, and I will say that I did experiments with my own teenagers and I would take an hour and a half to prepare dinner and they ate it in 10 minutes, or I would take 20 minutes to prepare it and they'd eat it in 10 minutes. So there was really no value in uh, making the, the more involved meals because they were still inhaled, like hoovering their meals. But you do try as a parent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's, um, you know, with toddlers, it gets even, it, it's... Uh difficult. I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old and I'm just, mm. I'm taking the approach of just teaching them what makes their body feel good. And my three-year-old will tell you that, um, you know, candy makes my tummy hurt and uh. broccoli has vitamins. So it's, you know, it's, they will catch on and mimic you and um, it all starts with you setting that example. And more is caught than taught. I, I, I agree with you. And so when you introduce I never had trouble with the vegetables and things because I introduced them early, but I also believe that I, I do remember going through a period where instead of making dinner dinners, I created hors d'oeuvres because who doesn't oh, yeah. love hors d'oeuvres? Yes. And so I guess you would now call that a lunchable, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but, but it would be something very healthy created in in grab size things and so they yeah. were eating healthy and was it trickery a little bit, a little bit but, but, but it worked yeah kids love that stuff and even adults love that stuff and you know people think that eating healthy has to mean this big elaborate complicated okay. meal or recipe and it doesn't at all it, it very very simple is actually easier and it's it's how our ancestors used to eat <laughs> It really is. And I, I think it's so interesting. I want to make sure that people know where to find out more information about you, and then we'll continue our chat. And you can go to revivefunctionalmed.com and mm -hmm. read more about Melissa. Her blog is excellent and talks about a number of talks from hormonal changes to lab testing to stress management and, and obviously our topic here of proper nutrition. And there's, there's so much that we can talk about because when you go to the functional level, you're getting to the root cause of things. In fact, I, I honestly, other than my annual checkup, go to only functional med practitioners these days. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want symptomatic relief, a Band-Aid, as you put it earlier. Mm -hmm. I want to get to the root cause so that we can actually remedy the situation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's I always say, do you, if you're sitting on a tack and it's hurting, do you want to remove the tack or do you want to take an aspirin to make it stop hurting? <laughs> and that's kind of how I... <laughs> Well, and, and even let's, let's talk briefly, we have just a few minutes left to talk about sleep. You know, I now go upstairs because I've started my sleep hygiene, as they call it, yep. earlier because I simply, I love to read before I go to bed. And mm -hmm. so I, I was finding that if I went upstairs at, at a certain hour, 
I would then read until it was too late. So I started things a little earlier and that makes a difference. Yes. Yeah, I like to call this catching the bus too. So if you're watching TV in the evenings and finding yourself you know, dozing off, that's a, that's a sign that you need to just get up and, and go to bed. That is, listen, once again, listening to your body and what yeah. it means. Uh, because what happens oftentimes is we'll doze off on the, the you know, couch or the chair for a while and then um, kind of get this second wind and then right. not be able to get sleep and so and all of us have a different circadian rhythm some people do better or are ready for bed at 8 45 9 p.m and and their bodies are awake at 5 a.m and that might be inconvenient for you you might not want to be that person that is up and wide awake at 5 a.m um but again tuning into your body and and using your your own your body's own natural um rhythms can really do do a lot for you. I have people come to me and say, well, I'm waking up at 4.30 in the morning. And I say, okay, well, you know, do you feel rested at that time? Yeah, I do. I just, I just don't want to be awake that early. And that's where it's like, <laughs> really just, that's just where your body lands and that's, you know, work with it. That's, that's totally fine. So, um, but yes, yeah, sleep a good eight hours a night is very, very important to lower inflammation. That's one of the most important things you can do actually to, um, to, to heal and rest your body from all of the pro-inflammatory things that happen to you and that you do throughout every day. You know, I am so grateful to you for talking about such a wide variety of topics today because we came to this podcast on a single topic and I asked you if you would branch out and, and we were able to cover so many and I think that people have so many questions and so few people they can ask and trust Mm-hmm. And so I want to give that website again. It's revivefunctionalmed.com. Mm-hmm. And you have one-on-one, you have coaching, you have a lot going on there. And yeah. I think that going to the root of the problem is so important. And I'm, I'm grateful for you to share your wisdom with us today. Thank you again. Yes. Thank you, Linda, for having me. It was so, it was so nice to be here. And it, this was a great chat. We'll do it again. Make it a great week. Goodbye now. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today. You can find more shows at wisehealthforwomenradio.com.